what's going on everybody my name is streams by ryuk and this is yo invite the podcast where i bring together your favorite geeks gamers and goofballs to talk about all the things that are pushing our culture forward i got some explaining to do for one some of you can still call me streams by ryuk but i think from here on out uh i recently had a birthday you know what i'm saying so i think it's time to grow up i think it's time to move on and i think it's time to claim my title from here on out I will no longer be known as streams by Ryu. Just call me Ryu. That's it. R-Y-U-K. And if it ain't taken, which most of them are taken, R-Y-U-C. Reuse. <laughs> but really Ryu because, you know, Calvin. See? Anyway, I don't need to explain myself. Enough about me. It is time for season three. We are here. I'm excited. I got some homies with me. I got the homie with me. And if you see me looking all over the place, it's because we got a new setup with a new vibe, new feel to the whole new show. Look, season one and season two, we had a good time. We had a good run. It was amazing. I had an amazing time. I know a lot of pun had an amazing time. I know most of our guests had an amazing time. And I know you all have been waiting us for us for a very long time. I appreciate your patience and, you know, with patience comes a whole lot of hard work on a whole lot of uh you know well spent time i guess you could say so i'm excited to be back i know we got some episodes that we still need uploaded and they will be uploaded i haven't forgot about y'all but slow and steady wins the race how slow you had months don't worry about it just worry about it say it like that but anyway good to be back good to see you on the chat look as you can see on the screen we now have most our social media platforms all covered. We got Instagram at Yo Invite. We got Twitter at Yo Invite. We got a YouTube channel where you just saw this whole amazing skit that was filmed, edited, and directed by the manager of Yo Invite, LB Domino herself, which was an amazing job. Shout out to a lot of pun myself for acting and writing and editing that skit. And shout out to the homies Chris, Denise. Esteban and Rudy for being a part of that skit. Every little thing they did helped us out in a major way. You see the end results. We appreciate you all. Yeah. Oh, and as you can see now on Twitch, it's at your invite. We got Shinigami Productions, which is my damn. I'm hitting all types of mics and stuff. We got Shinigami Productions, which is my own personal platform over on Twitch. And then we have Yo Invite, which is where we'll do the show. Where we'll do like. I guess you could say Let's Plays and stuff like that. When Ruben gets on the mic, we'll do more of that. And I think with that being said, I've talked enough because I think this man needs to get on the mic and we need to introduce our guests because it's time for episode one of Yo Invite, Dungeons and Daniels. And you'll see why. But enough of all that being said, I want to introduce my guests. The first guest is a new guest to the podcast, or as we like to say, a new friend to the podcast. He is someone I met through my new line of work, but we're not going to disclose that because of confidentiality and we don't want, you know, all that extra stuff. I like my job. I like my job. I like my job. I love my job. Love my job. So just going to keep it at that. Um, but yeah, this is my free time. And I appreciate this man coming through on his free time. He's awesome. He's teaching me and well, he's not teaching Ruben how to play Dungeons and Dragons. He's a genius at that. But he's showing us the way of the Dungeons and Dragons. Um, he is a friendly soul. He's got your back when you need it. He is really intelligent. And he's taking the risk to be here tonight. So with that being said, I appreciate you being here. Give it up 
for our friend Daniel. What up, Daniel? Another Daniel joins the Yo Invite family. How's it going? Sorry, I couldn't get my hand on the mic. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm really excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this. Nice, nice. And you, you've listened to some of the pod, right? Like, no, not. Yeah, yeah. Pod. I've, I think I've maybe five or six episodes. Damn, you've listened, listened to the pod. Well, yeah. Now you're on it. And pause. But we appreciate you being here. Well, thank you. I, I'm really excited to be here, Calvin. Of course, man. All right. Moving on to our next guest. I Look, this man don't even need an introduction. You know him. You love him. He is one of the geeks of all geeks, the nerds of all nerds. You know, if you don't catch him out at your local party in the LBC, you might catch him working in a lab in Irvine, hanging out, doing what it do, trying to figure out what fibers move through you. I think that was a pretty good intro for a awesome wonderful beautiful friend of the yo invite family good friend of mine good friend of rubens daniel dankins rankins talk to your people man they miss you how are you doing hey i'm doing great man you give me a better intro every time that always boosts my ego i always appreciate being here man i've, I've been looking forward to this you know that two months turned into three and then it turned to someone else but you know we're back now and i think everyone's excited about that I can feel the excitement through the air. You know what I mean? You know when you wake up mm-hmm. and you smell it and you're like, I don't know what I'm excited for, but I'm excited. Kind of like a, I'm not going to say what amusement park because they like to copyright. Um, but, you know, the mouse. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's, we, it's just this line had this this ride had a longer line than we expected. That's all, you know. But you got to smell the sweet popcorn at the shops the whole time. Darn right. Well, it's awesome to have you back. I'm happy to have you back. They're happy to have you back. Welcome back, sir. Can't wait to talk about these topics with you. Now, moving on. Just wanted to check in really quick. You can hear. Make sure to type in the chat if you can hear our guest, if you can hear, you know, everyone talking, because we want to be sure that everyone gets to have a say-so and hear what everyone has to say. So let us know in the comments below. Alrighty. Um, yeah, so with that being said, I think... I need a drum roll. I need a drum roll for this one. I, I, I don't I don't know how else to say it. You know what I mean? I think it's time to introduce the man himself. You see, when I started this here podcast, I didn't know what it would become. But then someone stepped out, out of the darkness like Sora and helped pave the way for what we have today. Listen, man, I'm glad he can always attend. I'm glad when he's always here, and I think you all have been waiting for this man for so long, and it's time that we stop hiding him from the world. Ladies and gentlemen, the three-time, all-time, Rocket League, light heavyweight, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter Tournament, Hash Slinging, Slash Binging, Nash Ringing, Slasher himself. Ruben, a lot of pun, merciless merchant, not gonna disclose his last government name. Oh, hello. (coughs) 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 (coughs)
My bad. <laughs> What's up, dude? Welcome back. Hello. How's it going, Is man? I, Long uh, time no talk. That, well, I talk to you all the time, but they haven't. Yeah. Except, except for all that fighting game stuff in the middle, which I don't do. Uh, a pretty accurate description. Uh, <laughs> I'm immortal. What? What's going on here? We don't do that out here. Don't be naive. Talk to your people, man. They missed you. We missed uh, you. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 1. Glad to be back on the on the Twitches and the social medias. Sound like I'm 87 years old. But uh, in all honesty, uh, glad to be back. Glad that we're doing this again. It's been a long time. Trailer kind of proved that. It's been a long time. Glad to be back. <laughs> it really has been a long time. It's been too damn long. Too damn long. Too damn long. Pause. But yeah. Glad to have you back, sir. And I think we said we weren't going to go crazy on him, Ruben, but I think we went a little crazy on him, Ruben. As y'all could see, we had a new startup screen, new channels, new, you know, social medias. And yes, we're milking the whole time in the intro because we've been gone for so long. Okay. Yeah. Ruben, I think it's time we should we do it to him. We do it to him. Oh, we oh oh you want to do it to him. I, I think we need to do do him in. I th- I think Ooh. we need to give him a show if you know what I'm saying. Show them I what do. we've been working on or really what you've been working on and what you had in store. I mean, they seen your first dream, but I think it's time to show them what the dream looks like. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Ah, you know what I mean? No, I mean. No, no, I mean. All right. Well, Ruben, you ready to do this, man? I am, sir. Well, folks, with that being said, I introduce to you. Go ahead, Ruben. Hello. (laughs) A lot of pun himself. New cameras on both ends. We can see each other. We can see our podcast host. We really tried to step it up for y'all in every sort of way possible. Dude, this looks good. You're looking good. Honestly, I enjoy it. I enjoy this. This is fun. This <laughs> is interesting. This is new. Yeah, you know it's weird to saying? see two people on on like opposite corners of a screen as both of us. <laughs> now, one thing I did want to disclose, the whole music thing in between the podcast, like while we're talking and stuff like that, it's cool. But we're going to be now on this website called YouTube. Oh, yeah. So I we're not going to risk the biscuit. I think we're going to have some genuine conversations and kind of hold back on the music until I think we get that program going. You know what I'm saying, Ruman? Yeah. You, you teach me some stuff and stuff like that. I'll make a few more tracks. Longer, <laughs> tr- longer, tra- longer tracks. Yeah, exactly. The longest of tracks. But anyway, we're oh. here. We're live on Twitch. We're live in our Shinigami server. Well, pause. Not the Shinigami sh- server. The official Yo Invite server. The so server. the Yo Invite server is live. If you would like to have your own chats on the Yo Invite server, feel free to head to the party chat section. And go to Let's Debate or Full Party Q. We love to see who's listening in the chat, and we appreciate all of you. I think I've said enough, and I think it is time for us to get into our segments. You ready to do this, man? Sure am. All right, cool. Now, it will be a little different. 
part of me wants to do the music, but at any point in time, that fucking music dude could like get copy. I seen a song that get got copyrighted in the day, and I was like, uh, I don't know about that. But dude. isn't it a uh, isn't it uncop isn't it like our music? <laughs> yeah, it's like non copyrighted music, and it still has gotten like later on the the person will leave the music on for non copyright for a long amount of time, and then boom. It'll be copywritten all of a sudden because they signed with like a company and that company owns that music. Something we should really talk about in the pod. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. To say the least. I'll show you more later. I it's not the first time it's happened. It happens a lot with lo fi hip hop because lo fi hip hop tends to be copyright free, you know what I mean? But Yeah. It is what it is. But do you want to kick things off or you want me to? Uh I'll have you kick things off. Alright. Sounds like a plan my name is ryuk and this is yo invite the news section so look check this out i got a question for you all you got games on your phone and if not now might be the perfect time because uh the long-awaited heavily anticipated apex legends mobile is finally out in ios Game, uh, Google Play stores, and whatever mobile devices have stores where you can download games, to say the least. Look, I wouldn't call Apex Mobile anything special. However, it doesn't mean it isn't entertaining. You know, not only do you get the classic map of World's Edge in a, the Battle Royale mode, but you also get variations of maps we have seen in arenas, the console arenas. These variations are available in arenas on mobile, as well as two versions of TDM, which I believe is base spawn and random spawn mode. Uh, with so many modes to play in the Google Docs corrected <laughs> a word and it's wrong. But mm. with so many games to play, it distracted me from the small amount of legends who would be in the game, you know, normally. We seen them in season one. Needless to say, uh, we've seen Rafe, you know, Gibby, Mirage, Octane, uh, the classic characters from season one, like I said. But there is a exclusive mobile legend to this Apex version. It is the legend known as Fade. Now, Fade seems cool at a first time glance, but he's really just an edgier backwards uh, Wraith clone. Nothing too special, like I said, but cool to play. Um, the game also does other small things such as perks and different ways to unlock badges um, and consistent season challenges for this season. All this I'll go more into, you know, detail about during the rest of the discussion. But to sum things up, I'm gonna go ahead and give this mobile version of Apex Legends a solid eight out of ten. But I can't give it the yo invite stamp of approval just yet because on the date of this podcast, which is 5-22-22, it's only a couple days old. You know, maybe in the future after seeing what the game changes and what it introduces more, who knows? But it's finally good to say that Apex feels fun again. It just sucks that uh, it had to switch to the phone. To be able to do that three seasons and now this good to see but sad to see at the same time now 
passing it over to Ruben so we can hear about his awesome news article that he has today. I'm pretty excited. You want to share it for him? Oh, boy, am I ready. Okay, so uh, for those of you that follow through uh, Netflix, probably not a lot of you. Um, Netflix is in an awful place right now. Um, you probably already know that they're cutting their animation department. All things are kind of going whack in there. But at least before it goes and disappears and we get not so good animation from Netflix ever again, at least they put out Love, Death, and Robots Season 3, which is on Netflix right now. Uh, so if you guys haven't seen it, uh, I, I honestly suggest watching it. Um, I'm going to try and give this least of a spoiler review as I can of the season itself uh, so you guys can watch it kind of unabated by and not too many uh, spoilers you can get the full experience like I did um, so season 3 Love Death and Robux like I said uh, just came out I think it was this past week it was I think it was like Thursday or Wednesday or something like that but the season consists of I believe 8 episodes again by a variety of creators some creators that have come back from previous seasons like the first like three robots segment uh from season one and then we have some new creators like the oh what was the director uh the director from kung fu panda 2 actually directed an episode so that was uh, that's actually entertaining and such like that what i can say about the season so far uh in comparison to the other ones just there's a lot less it's a lot sharper it's kind of like season two in terms of the tone that it takes as opposed to season one season one being a little bit more comical and then in season two it kind of gets a little bit more in your face like punchy uh season three kind of also follows that kind of dynamic in general of all the season uh but i'll talk a little bit more about those details and things that i feel kind of make it unique to the other seasons a little bit later but yeah, again, uh, season three out right now on Netflix. Totally watch it. And the rest of Love, Death, and Robots, if you haven't seen it, uh, all wonderful, basically one-off episodes uh, really scratch some type of an itch. And now we have it going back to my boy Ryu for the last article. Love, Death, and Robots, definitely a young of my favorite, to say the least. Always makes a return in every season some way, shape, yeah. or form every season and i am not mad whatsoever but you know what else i'm not mad at ruben this next article because uh, i cannot get enough avatar look okay you know ever since legend of korra i've been craving more and more avatar content no mm-hmm. not the blue aliens that we wait 10 years for every time we save that for the next episode but the element benders themselves See, spoiler alert, but the ending of Korra showed her being disconnected from her past Avatar lives. This also severed the chance of there ever being another Avatar. So, really, Nickelodeon has nowhere to go with the story at this time. But, a group of Avatar fans have come together for the love of the series to create an independent comic book based off the same universe as the show. This story follows our character, Genji. Now, this comic book is still really fresh and a banger, in my opinion, so I ain't spoiling a thing. But what I will say about Genji is he is a mechanic with a strong sense of BS, and we don't like fake avatars, alright? Listen, y'all, I would say more, but the comic is free, 
And there's already three issues of this comic book out right now online. So you need to go get that, get that, get that. And from what I've seen, they're keeping it pretty consistent. They drop every so now and then, but I just got into the comic book recently. So three issues already, and I'm pretty set. I've read the first issue so far, and I've gotten into a little bit of the second issue, but nonetheless. So if you got some free time and you need some new comic books to have a fix on, be sure to go check out Legend of Genji online right now for free. Just Google Legend of Genji and you'll be able to find it. Shout out to the whole team of Legend of Genji because this comic book is amazing. Now, with all that being said, I think it's time to open the floor for discussion. Fellas, welcome to Yo Invite News segments. Do y'all have anything to say about any of these articles that we read today? Um, so I have a question for you, Calvin. So you said that you've watched most of um, the robot, what is it called? Robots. Um, oh, that's robots. Yeah. Are they like interconnected? Because like I looked it up on Netflix and I wasn't sure if, could I like start literally anywhere or do I need to start at the start? So I would personally say you could start. I haven't seen one that's connected yet, Ruben, and you can correct me if uh, I'm wrong. I will. One exception. I I haven't. That's what I mean. I haven't seen any yet because I've gotten into a little bit of season two, but I stopped. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I didn't get to see. But Ruben can explain more. Yeah, just a little bit. So uh, there's only one exception for all of so all of Love, Death, and Robots. There, it's like an anthology series. So they all are all uh, separate individual stories except for uh, one episode of season one connecting to one episode of season three. The one episode of season three, uh, the title is escaping me at the moment for some reason. Uh, let me let me look this up. I would say even though with, with those episodes that have the same characters, it's still an anthology. You could have seen the season yeah. three episode without having seen the season one episode, and it really wouldn't change your enjoyment of it. Yeah, no, you really doesn't. But technically, according to producers, those episodes are supposed to be like connected to each other in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, one coming after the season one episode of that coming after, uh, coming before the season three episode. And that's the one it's called three robots. I believe. Okay. Yeah. yeah the very first that's episode the familiar of, uh, looking one. Season. Yeah. The, that's the only one that's the same uh, as the one in season one. And so if you wanted to watch those like the season one and then the season three, you can, but again, like Dankage was saying, you can you can watch any episode in any order in there. Since they're all anthology, you won't miss anything or like it won't trouble you and you aren't going to miss any certain details by not doing it in a certain order. Mm-hmm. And so it's I, all done by different uh, artists, right? Like different animation studios, each one, right? Yeah, different animation studios, different producers. Uh, some people come back and do multiple episodes. You'll see between season one, two, and three, there are a couple of familiar faces. You can you can just check just by the animation style. You'll come to like, oh, okay, so this is made by the same person as the person that made this episode. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's a lot of the themes that they kind of cross in. Uh, you'll see for producers too. You'll kind of note. You'll start to start to notice who makes what kind of content between the three seasons. Because a lot of those people do come back because it is a fun series to kind okay. of like go into and be a part of because you're kind of telling your own story. It looks like just like a trippy experience. Like I just saw that trailer that they have for the um, it is like on the Netflix, and I'm like, I I looked at that and I'm like, what am I watching right now? 
A lot of love, a lot of death, and a lot of robots. <laughs> well, yeah, I get I that. There's <laughs> one benefit to also having the anthology. If you're like, wow, that episode was garbage, you can know that none of the episodes will be tainted by that episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to specify what episode I'm talking about. <laughs> I know with 100% what episode you're talking about. <laughs> oh, no. You probably do. But, yeah. but no. And, and like, the episodes are only about an average 10 minutes long. Yeah, I'm seeing like 10, 17 minutes max. Yeah. Yeah. I think as they get like, as we go into the season, they get like shorter. Like, I know that some episodes are like six, seven minutes long. Wasn't one like four minutes long, or at least it yeah. felt like it? Something like that. Yeah, I think I'm seeing an eight minute long near the very end of season one. Oh, yeah. Oh, Zima yeah. Blue? It is alternate histories. Uh, okay, I know that one. Okay, yeah. that one. Okay, that's fair. Sorry, my favorite episode is Zima Blue. Zima Blue yeah, is Zima Blue minutes. is not the garbage episode. I promise you that. Zima <laughs> never fail to mention Zima Blue in any way, shape, or form. It never fails. Ugh, man. But yeah, right, I'll definitely well, have to give that a shot then. Definitely give it a shot. But who's it's, who's it's... been playing Apex Mobile? Calvin. Calvin. Has. Definitely Calvin. Calvin's All been right. bothering me to play Calvin it. for sure. Not Ruben, because Ruben doesn't have enough space on his phone. <laughs> I have things like TFT, All right, Retro he Bowl. Hear me out. Hear me out. Apex Mobile is good. It ain't crazy good. It's good. You know what I'm saying? There are some lag spikes. There are some issues. Uh, but at the same time, it's entertaining. I, I do enjoy. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. I just want to say I do. And I was going to say the same thing. I like having a good mobile game and I like certain mobile shooters. PUBG was a good mobile game. I really enjoyed that. With Apex Legends, it brings what PUBG did well and adds to it. But it adds more of the uh, mobility effect that we all, I guess, most people enjoy about apex legends you can still slide you could still you know wall run up stuff you could still do wacky stuff and like just like apex legends you know the motions matter so like if you're mm -hmm. falling at a certain angle if you're zip lining at a certain angle it'll go a certain way yeah everything matters in apex mobile it's very complex and there's perks and stuff like that but ruben what were you saying uh i was saying that even though i don't have the game a lot of my friends play it and I, I did kind of research a little bit about it just to see uh, what made it so, because I know a lot of people were kind of raving about it. Um, and I saw some of the stuff that made it unique, and I did enjoy that they added these features to the mobile version. Kind of a shame they aren't adding it to the, you know, the main versions that they have. But, uh, like, stuff like choosing between third person and first person for the game you want to play, just for that type of experience. Why can't they add that to the regular game? Why can't they add that to the well, console? I would PC start version? playing Apex if they did that. Can yeah, we like, have that on the regular, right? For real. I was like, <laughs> that that's a tiny change that would add so many more people to the game. Like, so many more people. Daniel doesn't play Apex, and he just said he'd play it right now if you just yeah, did I that sure thing. Yeah, I sure would. Like, if it... you did that one thing. So it's, um, because I haven't played Apex in a while. It's first person on PC, right? It's first, yeah, PC and console. Yeah. And you're saying person. that you can do third person though on the um, yeah on, the on mobile. mobile they allow you third person or first person uh, depending on. Do you, do you like it more third person? Uh, I I've played both. I think that for me, I am kind of just I'm used to Apex at this point being in first person because I've played it for so long. Uh, 
for me. But um, I also play things like PUBG and things like that. So I mean, I can also play in third person if I want to. And it's having the choice that's what matters. <laughs> yeah, I avoid first person games at all possible. So yeah, if it was third person, that would definitely in, uh, help my enjoyment of the game. Yeah. Uh, and besides, like besides that, uh, some of the other stuff I was saying, um, they started to add a little bit of it to the current season, which is season twelve of Apex on uh, PC and mobile. Sorry, on PC and console. But in mobile, they have uh, the fire, the firing range, which is just your practice mode where you practice all your skills, uh, learning your new champions and stuff like that, your new legends. Uh, it's a lot more fleshed out than in the console, uh, console, uh, PC versions like challenges, infinite ammo, things like infinite ammo, like having infinite ammo in the firing range instead of having to pick up ammo and you can, like, run out. Oh, they things, like simple things like that. that. Simple things like that they've, they've done in the mobile version. Uh, set goals for themselves. Test out, every, again, the fact that they don't have infinite ammo on the versions they've had out for, at this point, two to three years, but they put it on the mobile version. They're putting a lot of priority on this mobile version. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And then, um, you know, just a lot of the other aspects that you can't really see on uh, PC. Because it's a mobile game, I'm guessing. Uh, allowing yourselves to level up and unlock legends instead of paying for legends with in-game currency. Uh, leveling up just unlocks legends for free, which is nice. That's a nice thing to do, especially for new people that would be joining into uh, this project and stuff like that. A new mode, the permanent deathmatch mode, which we've never had in Apex. Um, but I know a lot of people kind of would want just based off of other, because it's kind of it's kind of how like it used to be. A lot of games nowadays, a lot of uh, battle royales especially, have now included Apex's model of reviving teammates to continue on in the game. Uh, but I mean, sometimes you just want to go back to the good old days where if like you murder somebody, you know they're going to be dead for the rest of the game. <laughs> they dead for the rest of the game. That's it. <laughs> and this has that for me. <laughs> Oh, so there's no revive in uh, the mobile, and in one of the, they they have a mode for permanent deathmatch. See now and, that that would get me to play it. That yeah. right there would get me to play it. See, like, right? Because uh, I I'm that kind of person who's like, I shot you, you died, you stay dead. <laughs> and then in most in most games nowadays, it's like you're dead. And then like halfway through that sentence, they like came back, they got a gun, and they shot you, and now you're dead. Except when you die, it's permanent because the rest of your team is already dead, and then you have to leave in anger. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly how it happens every single time. Definitely not from personal experience. I hate everyone that does that. A fair warning, though, with some experience, I'm feeling the skill based matchmaking already because oh, yeah. I've been dropping like the first couple of games I hopped in here. I'm dropping like 20 bombs. You know what I'm saying? I you, I sent it in the chat. I like got 20 kills one game, 20 kills another game, and I'm over here thinking they're gonna get my 20k. Give me my 20k badge. No, get 20 kills with with whatever legend as a platinum or higher. So in ranked, they want you to drop a 20 bomb. And platinum or higher, or golden higher. So they locked those behind. But with the skill-based matchmaking, after I dropped those 20 bombs, I was getting put in the lobbies where people knew what they were doing. So people are definitely becoming more experienced with the game. The game, it definitely has a challenge to it. Don't go in there thinking it's sweet, except for your first couple games. Is it, already. 
is it bad that I saw a tweet from Respawn that was like, sorry for those people that got 20 bombs those first couple of games. You were probably fighting bots. <laughs> to be honest, I'm happy about that's, it. I'll take I, it. Honestly, that's rough. I would have I taken a 20 bomb. I would have been like, yeah, that's fine. That's cool. Doesn't matter how I got it. I got it, though. <laughs> for real, I got three of them fools. We're Gucci. Yeah, be like, hey, yo, your bots are garbage. <laughs> Do better. <laughs> yo, win's a win. Yeah, win's a win. And a dominant win winning. is a dominant win. Have you tried? Uh, I, I want to know. Uh, I don't know if you played enough to unlock the new legend yet. Fade to see what he's like. Unfortunately, uh, not, dude. You have to. He's doing. They do the mobile thing where he's locked by pieces. Mm, so no. uh, you have to play the game to rank up. And when you rank up enough, you'll get pieces. But I have four pieces out of a total of 10. And you have to rank up to free battle pass level 25. So you got to be on Apex Mobile. That's why I've been playing so much lately, too, because I wanted to review, review Fade for the podcast. I almost bought him. He's 10 bucks, but at the same time, like, he's just a backwards wraith. Like, there's no necessary. Look, uh, he, well. he's geeking. I'm pretty sure. Especially with the mo- dedicated mobile players that this world has, we're gonna see some stuff with Fade that oh, we're yeah. not gonna see with Ray for sure. That he's gonna oh, yeah. he's gonna be on the wild side. But for me, I I'm saying it along the lines of he's not a bad character, but I'm not in a rush. Yeah, that's fair. I I know that uh I know that his tactical ability. You were saying like backwards Rafe, right? Like, you teleport back to a previous location? Uh, backwards Wraith as to just, like... Well, yeah, literally, backwards he fa- Wraith. He, he, teleports back, he teleports backwards, but, like, yeah, he does different things. He so does like, Wraith in a different way. Yeah. So, like, when I, when I saw... Because I've seen some of the... Tra- of, like, his tactical and his ultimate. When I saw his tactical, I thought of two specific characters uh, from two completely separate games that kind of do the same thing. One, uh, Tracer <laughs> from Overwatch. Oh, yeah. And two, uh, Echo from League of Legends, two characters. The Supreme do, time, tra- time Jump. That is, very, that is very, very similar to what this man does. And then I, I saw um, I saw some stuff for his ultimate, his base chamber. And I think that, honestly, I'm not going to lie, uh, in terms of, like, synergy for teams, uh, Fade might be a little bit better than Wraith, from my opinion, just based off of you that. You think so? I think so. Uh, like, cause like, look. So his ultimate base chamber, that area void. So that prevents enemies and teammates from dealing damage, or using their abilities, to both teams. So like massive firefights, or like you're getting pinned down, things like that. Like he excludes all of that in a certain area. I don't know exactly how big the area is, um, right. to prevent, per se, but. I think that that type of zoning, the ability to zone like that, though people will have to like physically go around whatever this bubble is because it also slows down their movement speed. Like depending on how long the ultimate is, you're able to heal, you're able to heal yourself back up in that amount of time so you can continue going into a fight or you can fall back and get in a more advantageous position so when the fight continues after it's done, you can escape, things like that. I think there's a lot more viability than what Wraith does. I mean, obviously her phase is great it's great for engaging uh and depending on if your team can hold out it's great for escaping and like repositioning and stuff like that 
but I, I think in terms of like in the middle of a fight type of abilities, Wraith's ultimate isn't as suited as what Fade's ability, what it seems like to me, will do in the middle of battle. That's what I'm saying. No, that's a that's a fair opinion. That's a fair opinion because I mean, like I said, I haven't gotten to use them yet, but I can see where you're coming from with that. So I'm I'm excited, but dude, the grind, and I'm pretty sure. The more I don't know this for a fact yet because I haven't played with well I've played with Domino. Domino is really good at Apex Legends Mobile, which is very yeah. decent. But I haven't played with a full squad yet, so I don't know if you get double XP when you play a full squad too. But you also get double XP like tickets, I guess you could say. So yeah. there's that. But um, when I unlock Faith, if Faith fade, I definitely will compare and contrast. That I, I guess I'll call it a Wraith bomb. That Wraith bomb is interesting. I am also interested to see if one day, maybe for a little bit, short amount of time, limited time mode, he'll come over to a console. But that's me thinking on, like, the major scale. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of, kind of ridiculous, but kind of like, eh, one could hope. But, yeah, um, love, death, mechanical friends, robots. Yeah, dude. Um, Like I said, yo invite favorite. It never misses. I enjoy Love, Death, and Robots. I have fun watching it. I uh, wanted to give my quick opinion. I know we talked about it. What was that? Hmm? Nothing. I, oh my God. I know we talked about it already, but I just wanted to say a quick thing about it. Um, Don't stop. Netflix, please. I, I like understand they're getting rid of a lot of their animation, but this show is awesome. And if we could, as a fan base, we need to go support this show more because this show is one of those shows it will fade and we won't get it back. So please go watch it. Go support it. Go share it. Go let Netflix know. We like this more than Stranger Things. <laughs> Stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to watch a couple episodes after this. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's It's well worth it. Is there any episodes you would say that I should just straight like watch right now? Like Zima Blue. Okay, <laughs> uh, we know your favorite. Yeah, oh, I, I would agree it. with that one. Just watch that one, and you know, if you stop there, so be it. You know, no. that's, it. that's the only love that the voters need. We made. all we all know which one he needs to watch. I can't remember the name. It slips. It's me the yogurt the one. <laughs> it's the one where they fight as monsters. Oh, oh that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about the yogurt one? That's Sucker of Souls. The yogurt, the yogurt is hilarious. The yogurt, yogurt is hilarious. <laughs> it's a slight intro to that show. Yeah, that's fair. Like honestly, if you want to like, if you want stuff that's a little bit more comedic, with some episodes kind of focusing on a little bit sharper, like uh, darker, gory, more aspects, I'd stick with like I do like a lot more season one. Uh, if you're looking for stuff that's a little bit sharper, like I was saying, like punchier, like less less funny in every single way season two and three is a little more <laughs> gauged in that type of direction like those are just like straight, like violent Ooh. or like straight up there's a lot of more there's a lot the last episode of season three. Oh boy oh wow that's a... uh <laughs> yeah that was an episode yeah cool. i'm looking forward to this don't get time. it twisted season one has its fair share of violence too oh it does there's like a whole out war scene i yeah. think in season one mm. and it's baller but um, also, there's an episode about yogurt. So and it's so far. Like, <laughs> yeah, I see that one on here. Watch so, the yogurt yeah, when the yogurt took over. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there's, a, there's some comedy in between. 
uh, yeah, it's like progressively too, as I saw between the season, like especially in season three, there's a lot less robots in season three. <laughs> a lot less robots, mm-hmm. a lot more yeah. death. There's a lot less love too. Mostly death. <laughs> they kind of focus in on one subject. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That's true on that one. All right, well, I'm definitely watching this then. That la- or the ship episode. Yeah, yeah. We, don't, we don't worry about that. <laughs> um. So, real quick, Legend of Genji. Anyone else check it out before I start monologuing? God, about I, it? I, I didn't even know that existed, and oh, man, I'm like, I got worried because of how I don't know if you know the progression and the production of the Legend of Korra and what happened there. Yep. And how enlighten the stream. Yeah, so it's like the fact that they had only had one season set up and then they're like, Oh, we got a second season now, let's make a second. Oh my gosh, now we have a third. And so that's why it's like things feel so choppy at some points. But it's like, oh man, like it worried me. And but hearing that this is a thing, God, I'm excited. I'm love I love dedicated fans. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they don't they don't have to worry about, you know making the meeting the demands of a production company yeah but i I did check it out i read the first three uh like little mini chapters or whatever that are out and it was good i mean it's i'd say it's on a lot on par of what we got with uh you know avatar and Korra and any of the comic books that i've read of those Mm -hmm. and you know what with avatar it's really easy because you can just point to M. Night Shyamalan and say, I did better than that guy. <laughs> so, yeah, he, yeah, not... But is that really that difficult? No. It isn't, but you know what? They gave that guy a lot more money than I'm sure these people got. Fair enough. I'll, I'll give him that. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I like the, uh, the concept of it. Uh, Ryuka already kind of mentioned it, where it's like, um, you know, at the end of Korra, like, the, the cycle of the Avatar is in a weird state. You don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then some people are like, oh my goodness, the world's like in strife. Uh, we're going to say this this kid's the avatar for political reasons. And then the actual avatar doesn't even know they're an avatar yet. It's really cool. So is this this is taking place after, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's taking place okay. after. So Korra. this is like a continuation, not obviously yeah. official, but it is a fan-made it, it, This is a fan of what the next avatar would be. God dang, dude. Also, this next, this, this next avatar is a lot angrier. Okay, I'm down for that. I, I thought Korra had issues. We've got had too issues. many. We've got too many of like the two nice. Yeah, I thought Korra had some issues. Nah, this, this guy. Nah. <laughs> he ain't about it. He ain't about it for real, real. The other, the other avatars didn't have to work. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Straight up. They didn't have jobs. Definitely. This man, uh, this man is like the equivalent of like a community college like dropout, or like <laughs> he's got an AA in engineering, like straight up. Like, Working in the yeah, I feel like yeah. I've met Genji. I honestly have. Nice. Ugh. I'm glad everyone enjoys. I I'm really glad everyone enjoys Legend of Genji. It looks really dope. It seems really fun. It follows the same comedy style. It follows the, a lot of the similar art styles. It's always fun to see new characters, new animals, or similar animals that we've seen before. So I'm just excited to see where it goes. Go support the free things that people work hard on. Go support the content creators. They would appreciate it. 
Shout out to the Legend of Genji team. If you would like to be on this podcast to talk about more of what y'all do, please feel free to do so. Yeah, anyway. So, um, yeah. I think they are. They posted, like, their chapters on YouTube. It has, like, 5 million views. I think I think they're chilling. I want to try to <laughs> read it. But definitely to go them. check it out. But, yeah, check it out anyways. Definitely check <laughs> yeah. it out. It's a fun read. Um, does anyone have anything else to say about any of these stories before we get into our segment for the day? No. I'm good. No, I'm all good, man. No. <clears throat> well, I think with that being said, we'll start with music. Yes. Yes. Music. Music, music, music. There are many things that we can say about music. It can cause one's mood to change. And for those who are lucky enough, it can become a career. But for us nerds, it's a way of life. The songs that play during a boss battle, the melodies that move us during scenes of emotion, it, look, just think about it. Think about it, think about it. Think about a soundtrack or a body of music that has stood out to you in nerd culture or even some artists who have shaped music of your childhood whatever it may be we're looking forward to hearing what your personal favorite is right here on yo invite so with this music melody or medley excuse me you're gonna see a lot of switches from our segments from previous seasons we're switching things up and for this section of music medley we're talking about and going into depth with three different albums from three different artists. So, uh, Ruben, do you want to uh, list off the artists and the albums that we're uh, going to be talking about? Uh, yeah, sure. I can do that. No problem. Sure. Uh, so what we're going to be going over today uh, specifically is going to be Kendrick Lamar's uh, new LP, which is a Mr. Morale and a Big Steppers. Ben Staples with uh, Ramona Park, Broke My Heart. And then Kehlani's album, which is, um, oh, God, why did I forget the name? Uh, give me one second. I, it's like Blue Blue Water Road. It is Blue Water Road. Blue Water Road. There you go. For Kehlani. LB Domino is going to be screaming in the chat right now. Uh, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. My bad. I forgot for a second. It was a lapse in judgment. Don't hurt me. I was yeah. waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the three uh albums we're going to be getting into today with the three artists uh i guess blue water road thank you Dominic. there it is yep. um so i guess we can start i guess listen we could do this by naming our favorite music off the album and uh, off the albums and go into depth of any albums that you may have listened to or the ones you like the most but don't f- feel like you need to talk forever if you want to talk forever you know don't talk too forever but you know do you <laughs> but yeah, did anyone want to kick off on any of these albums? Uh, I enjoyed this music, but I feel like any someone else should go first because mine's is very short. I feel like I shouldn't go first because mine is very long. Well, I'll ask like this. Uh, Dankins, Daniel, did you guys listen to any of the albums listed below or that we talked about? I know that some of them are a little bit different than what some taste might be for you guys. Yeah. Oh, I, wanna ha- I, w- I listened to Kendrick's, so... Hey. I listened to whatever. What, what was it called? Mr. Morale and the Big yeah. Steppers. Talk about it. Yeah, that one. So, um, like uh, Ruben alluded to, definitely not my normal style. Yeah. 
Um, but there are some definitely some tracks in there I liked. Uh, let me see. What were, what were the ones I liked? Um, we cry together. No, all, all the comment. I, I I was listening to it on YouTube and I was looking at the comments and all the comments that were like, my parents used to sing this all the time when I was a kid. And I'm like, man, <laughs> oh my god, man. oh no, <laughs> oh that was, yeah, that was funny. But let's think. Um, what was it? Uh, Die Hard. Okay. I like that one. Um, enjoyed it. Uh, Rich Spirit was that what it was called? Mm-hmm. And then what was the what was the name of the last one? Stop playing like Purple Heart. Tell me to I think oh. think okay. that Purple Heart. Uh, the like the last one of the first or like the last one of all of the songs. I think it was the last one of all of them. Uh, I think it was Mirrors. Me- yes, Mirrors. Yeah, those were my uh, those were my top three. Okay. I picked from that. I feel it. I can kind of get a sense of how what what song you like in your taste by those three. Specifically, mm-hmm. you, you yeah, gotta tell. Is it a personality test? Is that what it is? It is. You're an or is ENF, it this you're is an the ENFJ. Kind of you like you're an ENFJ oh, now. Ian, like, it's that act. What is ENFJ? What is that one? I don't know. I just named one. ENFJ is apparently. Pr- Wait, really? No, that's not protagonist. That's that is not what it's called. <laughs> it is. It probably is. no. They're called mentors, apparently. Oh, actually, that might be a good descriptor. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I might so be good yeah, at this. Never mind. Maybe. Every time I took the test, I always get entertainer. That's also fair. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I listen. I I'd say it was kind of like there was no song I really disliked, but I wasn't a huge fan of everything on it. Fair enough. <laughs> a lot Honestly, of people yeah. say that. This is a very. Uh, I guess if we were to compare, this is a lot. It's a lot more introspective, a lot more personal on Kendrick's part. So oh, I feel like there would be a lot. More, there's a lot more controversy in terms of like. Oh, what song is good and what song is not? And like, I, I like the whole thing, but that's just a me, a personal thing. It's also kind of funny. Like, man, I really hated it when he was pouring his heart out. It was super annoying. Yeah, I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, damn. Oh my guy, uh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Next time you have feelings, remind me to stomp on them. Mm-hmm, like, exactly. You're perpetuating something right now. I'm just letting you know, it's bad. Nice, uh, Daniel. How did you listen to the album? Uh, did you listen to the album? So, so I didn't listen to any of. I didn't listen to the Kendrick Griffin staples. I did listen to the uh, to Kalani's, and there is one song on Kalani's album that God did I just love it more than anything else, and it was Alter. I don't know if you guys have heard that one. I have. It's on my list. But God. I listen to all three albums. <laughs> Holy moly, dude! I I like I fell in love with that song. You fell in love with her. Ah, uh, dude, honestly, pretty much just what's happening right now. I'm like, I just fell. That that was before the album came out. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you talking about? But yeah, man. Uh, I cause like it's it the artists are something like I'm totally not like familiar with. I've mm. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna be real. I've never listened to any of these artists before. This was my first time jumping into this and so it was it was a completely different uh genre for me i'm usually more of a you know heavy rock metal kind of guy so it's like it was totally different but i absolutely loved it yes no 100 i totally agree I might, I might as well just talk about all three albums because i have listened to all three in their entireties probably multiple times but I think just one of the correlations that I found between all of the albums, uh, especially this time around, is the amount of introspection from all three artists. They talk a lot more about 
themselves. I know Kalani uh, as kind of an outlier because her entire career has been kind of her journey. As you see her kind of put out albums, kind of has been her journey from kind of immature to more mature as her albums go on. You can kind of see based off mm-hmm. her first, first album to now how much she has grown uh, lyrically, musically. Um, and in terms of like the themes that she kind of goes over uh, in her albums, uh, especially nowadays. For Vince Staples and Kendrick, Vince Staples has always, again, been a little bit more introspective. But I think that uh, Ramona Park Stole My Heart is, it's really a, it's like a, it's a nod, I'd say. It's a nod to the life that he once lived, but it's him realizing that the life that he lived isn't as cracked up as he kind of remembers it. Like the things that he used to hold dear to him kind of don't look the same anymore because he understands that the life he lived wasn't like good. It wasn't necessarily good. It was full of sacrifice. It was full of probably things that in a regular childhood you shouldn't want to experience living in that type of environment. And I had to say the same thing with Kendrick, a little more personal on his album this time around, as opposed to his other albums, really talking about himself, his family, where he's been making music for himself now. It's not, you know, trying to be some type of messiah to give a message to people. Uh, He just, you know, he's an artist. He's a person just like us. He has flaws. And he really kind of uses this album to kind of explain that to people that, you know, he had, he's also had his own issues. And the life that he's lived, the culture that we are living in right now for certain types of people, you know, isn't what it's all, well, all that is cracked up to be. Like a lot of people kind of accentuate what, you know, the life of being a gangster or like in a gang or something like that is. And uh, especially with the Vince Staples and Kendrick's albums, they're kind of like explaining that no, uh, that life isn't, you know, all like fun and games and it's dramatized. It's not all about getting money and like, being like in power and stuff like that it's a lot of sacrifice losing friends family prison and just you know being a part of a lifestyle that you don't necessarily want to be a part of because you want to it's because you want to survive so i kind of appreciate i appreciate all three albums uh for the maturity the least being you know like at least for themselves knowing that where they're coming from isn't just a place of like grand fantasies and stuff like that especially post pandemic too because we get to hear a little bit of what like like you said a little bit of insight to all of them what they're going through through the pandemic what they're going through internally um personally i would say vince staples was my favorite out of the three albums bias because i'm from the north side of long beach as well but and because you know we have friends over in that location that yeah. aren't aren't involved with anything but they just live you know over there and it's sim it's similar dude You're just trying to survive man so you understand like when vince staples is rapping what he raps about he raps what he means like you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. every word means something important he's not bsing he's not trying to tell you a fake story he's more so giving you a window into the world that we got to deal with here being from southern california long beach california but uh, just like the average day of like, I wouldn't say the average, the well, challenging the average for that area, <laughs> average for that area, but the challenging life of a young uh, person of color, just trying to make the daily. You know what I'm saying? Um, my favorite picks from said album would be I'm going to go with for Vince Staples. I have a lot. 
Bang That is a really good song. I listen to that song all the time. I bang that. It is catchy, but he's pretty much saying, like, everything I'm saying, I mean. Don't play with me. Everything is important. Um, Rose Street, it just has that good feel to it. Lemonade, I mean, come on, man. Who doesn't want to feel yeah. like Summertime in the Shade, Ice Cold Lemonade? Like, what? That was smooth as hell. Everyone in Long Beach knows, like, hey, if you don't want no soda, if you don't want no water, go ahead and get the lemonade. You want to feel fresh like some lemonade? Who can't beat it? And the song is just like that. A little sour, a little sweet, beats the heat. It's, ready for the, it's a good song for the summertime. Arrive just in time. Uh, A, a.k.a. Free the Homies. Mm-hmm. That, that song hits yeah. my soul. Because yeah. if I really had one wish, I'd do more than just free the homies. I'd bring back some of the homies. You know what I mean? Um, East Point Prayer, just because it's a, I wouldn't say it's a little different, but uh, it's raw. It's really intense. I like it. I didn't enjoy Little Baby's section too much, but the more I listen to it, the more it's grown on me. So it's a pretty fire song. I think his, his verse is pretty solid. Um Paper cuts, paper cuts, paper cuts. I, I can't, I can't. It's fire. It's too heat. I, I, I gotta listen to it at least once every day, and when I'm in the car. That's how I. That's how much I like that song. Um, another good one, Player Ways. Player Ways is a really good song, but one of the top tier songs on that album. I love you like my mama. I love the mama's boy. That song slaps hard. I really enjoyed this album. Also. Just to give you a little bit of insight um, on this uh, album, Domino was able to purchase a ticket to the Ramona Heart, Ramona Park Broke My Heart online musical. Me and her were watching, and we also got to do participate in a Q&A with Vince Staples just to answer some questions that uh, he had, like, what is your favorite gas station essential water bottle? You know, something light like that. Uh, what are some other things? I feel like I written, I wrote them down and they're also, I think they were also posted in the discord, but one that I really want to, uh, one that I really want to highlight is when he said, we asked him, what is his creative, creative process like and unfiltered. He, I quote, throw shit at the wall and hope that it sticks. And to follow up with that end quote. Um, to follow up with that, he was pretty much summarizing that you just got to go for it. You can't be scared. You got to try it. And if it doesn't work, oh, well, it's going to slide right off. Don't worry about it. Try the next thing. And I took that. I don't want to say I took that personal, but it resonated with me and it stuck with me. His, Yeah, his creative process. That's what it was called. But yeah, shout out Vince Staples. Kendrick album, Fire. Favorite Kendrick songs, uh, K or I almost said KN95 because I've been in this fucking pandemic <laughs> for so long, dude. Oh my gosh. What I mean, Jesus, man. Same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so in 95, uh, Rich Spirit, because you mess around with me, I'll turn you to a yo invite segment. I ain't playing. Ooh. Um, and then you got Kaylani. Kaylani's songs that I enjoyed was um Any Given Sunday with Blast. Yo, any song will blast, man. I mean, come on, bro. Who doesn't love blast? If you're from the West Coast, blast is blast, bro. Blast is the one, the two, and the three. Next up, blast is the one. Um, wish I never, and I wish I never. That song is fire. Um, alter, of course, has to be on there. 
But yeah, some heat music from some mature artists now. Indeed. Indeed. I forgot I forgot to mention which ones were my favorites. <laughs> it's too busy explaining them. But um You wanna go for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I think for Kendrick, the one that I enjoyed the most, the one that I think had the best message, I think Father Time, I think is growing on me the most from like after multiple rewatch and re-listens. I was like, because every, everybody's got like, I, I, just, I just like the introspective of like, you know, people that uh, usually the whole moral story is like people that grow up without fathers have it, you know, the worst because they don't have a figure in their life to teach them. But, uh, you know, the song kind of explains that, you know, I grew up with my father and like, there are still some things that I learned that were not, you know, terribly good that I learned from him. Like it didn't, like one of his lines is like, you know, you taught me, but it didn't keep me away from these streets. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, damn, that's, that's, that's some of the realest I've ever heard. But yeah, so I really enjoy that for uh, Vince Staples. I also really enjoyed Lemonade. Um, and then like when Sparks Fly, honestly, his whole album to me is really good and like you were saying uh we know people that live in that area i used to live actually in that area actually uh two blocks i live two blocks from ramona park actually so a lot of this stuff is very specific that i can like remember and like think about like when if he like talks about stuff that i can recognize uh so it's weird kind of hearing it from like his perspective when like i also like, like used to live there for a good half of my life uh in the area and then for Kalani, hmm, which one? Which one would I say? Any given Sunday is really good with Blast. I also like Melt. Uh, Melt, I feel like, really really harmonious type of sound, and I really like it. But her entire album, uh, very melodic, and I really enjoy the whole. I like those types of sound anyway, so the whole album kind of stuck with me. But, yeah. Nice, nice. Does anyone have anything else to say about any of these albums or music artists? Anyone have any? I, 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 have, I have something that I'd like to yeah, say. Yeah, go for it. It's like hearing everything that you guys have said and hearing everything that I've like listened to, I've always had these preconceived notions about different artists. And hearing the way you guys have described and hearing their music has really changed that for me. And I think has really gotten rid of a lot of the biases that I have about certain types of music. And I want to say thank you for having this segment even on this, because I don't think I would have experienced that without this. Yes, sir. It's why we're I appreciate that sentiment so much. Yeah. Cause uh, Ruben made this segment. <laughs> I, I did. I did make this segment. I, uh, well, when we, when the when the segment was first made, I was trying to basically highlight music in specifically the like the gaming industry, like music that you don't necessarily know the name of, but music that you like hear and you can obviously understand where it comes from. Like, oh, this mm-hmm. is like from Ocarina of Time. This is the theme song for Mario. Like, you you obviously know where the songs are from, but like you don't necessarily know who made the song and stuff like that. Like, who made the music itself. I kind of wanted to make a segment that kind of highlighted those types of creators and like, you know, try and research and see if there was any other things or projects that they were part of. Maybe the part of different games. So you could try those games, maybe as something independent apart from games to see if they made any other music uh, like uh, Kingdom Hearts, like Hikari Utada, like who makes more music than just stuff that, Oof. you know, is on Kingdom Hearts. Oof. Like he makes more music, like a lot more music. Um, Kingdom Hearts music. Oof. Exactly. 
But um, I don't appreciate these sounds. I don't know what activity Calvin's yeah. engaging in. I'm on camera. Pause don't worry activity. about it. Pause yeah. activity. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I, uh, as I kind of like looked into this segment itself, I was like, well, obviously, our podcast is about the geeks, gamers, and goofballs and stuff like that. But being a geek doesn't have to just be about things that are traditionally like you know qualified as like video games, comic books, and things like that. You could be a geek about anything, about any certain thing. So, topics like music, it, can, it doesn't have to be just like video game or like music stuff like that it can be for just music in general specific artists or specific genres and mm-hmm. so i kind of expanded the uh we, we uh me and calvin decided to try and expand it to be as inclusive as possible so we can kind of introduce people to just new artists in general maybe introduce them to genres that they might not know about as much exactly for the reasons that you kind of described uh so we can kind of teach people a little bit more about stuff that they might not have heard before maybe see if there was any way to you know expand you know musical taste and stuff like that because you know music is music and i really enjoy music as a personal uh all types of music uh, and i kind of want people to enjoy music like i enjoy music but in their own way i think that's that's great they have the same i think a lot of people probably like me who are gamers who don't know as much about music they're like oh i really like the music in the games there's one bunch of wonderful music in video games but then they don't know what to look for outside of that. They're like, they have zero idea what the genres they're listening to in these games are. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I remember, I like that song, and they have zero idea about you know the whole realm of music that is out there. You know, not everything's gonna be to everyone's taste, but you know, you actually have to listen to that music to know that. <laughs> Sick. I'm glad that the segments are being appreciated. And the love being spread. Ruben, look at that. Yes. They love it. They love it. They really love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Yes, it works. It really works. But with all that being said, you guys ready to move on to the uh, next segment? Yes. Yep. All right, sweet. I guess we can get it started. Sir, where did your beautiful face go? <laughs> I had to turn my camera off for a second because KDOT came in and he's moving around now. You're getting settled. Uh, I know you don't want to see that. <laughs> I know. That's why I turned it off. All right. So, listen. Check this out. This is another one of Ruben's segments that he came up with. And I really enjoy this row. This one. Not this row, but this one. Uh, yeah, this I mean, row. But, yeah. Um, Listen. Retro row. Right? Retro row is a time where we look back on games we love to play growing up. Look, I want you to think about it. Take a moment. Really think about what made these games so great. Sad to say, some of the new new generation of gamers won't get a chance to experience these games. That is why it is up to us to make sure that these classics are remembered, shared, and live on forever. So, think about a game that never let you down. Think about a game that you consistently played during those couch parties. Think about a game that you always took over to your friend's house. Think about a game that you borrowed a little longer than you probably should have back then. Because we want you to share your honest answers, feelings, and nostalgia right here, right now, live on Yo Invite. So for this one, I wanna do specifics, and I'm gonna try to do specifics, and I guess we'll limit it to the realm 
Or should we just leave the floor open, Ruben? Because I was going to say 2010's games. I think 2010 is still too broad. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. How in the world is 2010 retro? Don't make me feel Hell, old on this yeah, podcast. Dude, wait, Don't make me retro. feel old. I mean, just because we do a whole lot of PS2, whole lot of Xbox, because that's considered retro to us now. But at the same time, look, I'll stay true to oh. the segment. I won't switch it up this time. I'll leave it open for discussion. I'll let you two go first. What was a game that never let you down? Retro Row, think about back then. Do you have any explanations or any like thoughts? It's a, it's time for us to share, so it's an open discussion. Oh, I've got I've got an easy one for me. Oh, the go one for it. that never let me down. I don't know how familiar you guys are with the RTS genre or the real-time strategy genre, but that is the one genre that never let me down. And the one game specifically came out in 1996 is Warcraft 2. And that is a game. I think if I go to my GOG, it'll have I played it this year. Because it is a game that I started playing when I was six years old. Because of my dad, I saw him playing it on the computer. I'm like, whoa, that looks cool. I want to play that. And that that game got me into Warcraft 3, into World of Warcraft, rest in peace, that, with how it's doing now. But, but Warcraft 2 was my gateway game, in a sense, that really led me into a lot of different genres of games and really got me into gaming in the first place. You know, it, it's just really weird when you say, like, that it, when it came out, because I was born in 96, so, like, it can't, it was... I was born with the game. Yeah, you came oh, with a copy of the game. Uh, yeah, I came yeah, out with my dad. It, it actually came out. I thought it was 96. It was December 9th of 95, actually. Uh, before I was, All right, well, I go that. If that, if you want to feel a little older. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that make you <laughs> older? It makes me feel younger. Yeah, it makes me feel younger, uh, actually. <laughs> nah, I guess you're right. Yeah, it does. Because <laughs> I wasn't even born yet when this game came out. I'm like, wait. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, 95? All right, that's fine, yeah. I'm young. <laughs> It'll make you feel a little better about yourself. It it really sure. does, honestly. Jenkins. That's a good feel. That's crazy. All right. So, Daniels, retro. Jenkins. I was I'm trying to think of what, how retro we wanted to go with this, because I could go super retro. And yeah. I, I was thinking, you know, back in the day, they didn't have all that much money. Parents go to the mall, they come back with 80 games in one. Oh, ayo. Which is this Game Boy that has an NES emulator with all, like, 100... It had more than 80 games on it. It had, like, 105 games on it. And it was the best. I, I had zero complaints. They don't, they don't have that nowadays. You know, kids can't get their 80 games in one, with, you know, which is a Game Boy with an NES emulator on it. You know, they got their phones. You scrub. Um, so I remember on that, like... Let's think. OG Mario, obviously. That is, there's a reason why the plumber has, has lasted as long as he had. So I, I think probably those early Mario games, that's something, like, me and my dad would both, like, we, we weren't even that good at it, you know? <laughs> but we would take turns with it. And that was just such a fun thing to do. And he, he like, you know, we would do the two-player mode, and when we would die, you switch off. And that's just such a great memory for me. Um... This is a game that nobody's going to know, but there's this uh, NES game called Kung Fu. Oh, I do know Kung Fu, actually. Oh, you do? Okay. I'll, you know, enough, I'll, I do know Kung Fu. 
I will share yeah, that I know one. Kung Fu. That one as well. Um, just it, I just remember having struggling with it way more than I ever should have. Um, but it was just fun. It's just like a little side-scrolling game, and it's like it's just it's you have a punch button, a kick button. Like your girlfriend's been kidnapped, and you gotta you go down hallways and you crouch to dodge projectiles or punches or high punches or jump to to avoid sweeps and you punch and you kick and that's all there is to it, and it was dope. I don't know, there there was a simplicity to games back in the day. Honestly. I it's like ever even like played a 3D game. I think for like even though like when I was born, 3D games were out. It's just you know I started with the older stuff because you know money yes so it wasn't it took a while so i had like a ps1 so yeah i, I think uh shout outs to to super mario bros and kung fu for for being some of my my og games there's a little good game of kung fu <laughs> ruben you want to go first yeah sure i'll go all right so kind of along the vein kind of like daniel's uh not exactly like a console per se but do you guys remember plug and play? Yo, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so plug and play uh, for me is a big staple of my early gaming journey. Uh, I got a couple. I actually had a couple of plug and plays uh, as a child. Specifically, I had plug and play Shrek, uh, which I'm not gonna lie, weird controller. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um. <laughs> It was like like the one joystick, but it had like little Shrek ears, and the Shrek ears were kind of made of rubber, while the rest of it was like hard plastic. So it was really weird. Uh, really weird design for that, not going to lie. I wouldn't suggest uh, getting that now. But And then the other one I had was Star Wars. I'll let you know that I played Star Wars more than Shrek. But I think that the concept of plug-and-play controllers was just fascinating. I feel like it's something that, isn't as utilized as I feel like it should be now. I feel like it'd be really cool to have like plug and plays for specific types of games. Um, then again, uh, I also know that it would be really bad because what would definitely happen and game companies, if you're listening to this for some reason in the future, uh, don't do this, uh, is that they would both do plug and play controllers, but for exactly one game uh, and be like a very small portion of the game. Uh, and they'd also have like 30,000 different controllers if you want to get the rest of them. Uh, they make you pay like $20 for each of them. That's probably what would happen, which is why I'm guessing that they don't do that now. That's why I'm guessing. It'd be a good guess. But um, I'm just they glad just make that. They Amazon Luna instead. Yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that, they, that's going a, great. They'd have, a, they'd have a plug and play controller subscription service where mm-hmm. every month it'd be like Gamefly. You know, remember Gamefly? Dear Lord. Gamefly before you buy. <laughs> you know that place still exists? You know still yeah, what? Wait, what? No way. Yeah, it's still, it still exists. They're actually not a bad place to get games sometimes. What the heck? Wait, they're still honestly, around. Honestly. Like, honestly. Yeah, I've bought new games from them because people will like get a game and immediately return it. So they'll have pre-owned games that are like still basically brand new. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's amazing the things you don't remember. Like yeah, so Gamefly still exists, weirdly enough. But um, yeah, no, but plug-and-play games, I used to spend hours, just hours, uh, because I used to live in a bedroom that was a converted garage. Um, but I used to spend hours in that converted garage bedroom playing plug-and-play uh, Star Wars where I'm blocking droids and uh, racing through with my, uh, with my pod racer. 
Pod racer yeah. is the best racer. Was yes. this the um was this the Millennium Falcon one? No, it was no. The, it was it was the uh Darth Vader head one. Oh the Darth Vader head, okay. That yeah, one yeah. was lit. That one <laughs> as well. Yeah, no, but um I really enjoyed the plug and play like style and like I'm glad that there was a time where um I guess games were niche enough where you can put a bunch of games on a controller and then sell it to people. I'm glad that there was a niche, like a very specific niche, and it wasn't as popular as like it's gotten to like today where you know, every single game is now like seventy dollars, uh, unless you're on Steam and it's on sale. So that they can like allow people that might not have as much means to still play games in a combined space without owning like a console or owning a whole computer or things like that. I'm just glad that they had there was a time for that in history. Did you ever have a game and watch? You know, honestly, I never did until like later in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like in like my late teens, I got a game and watch and I was like, this is tight. No, it's not. Like, don't lie. <laughs> okay, don't lie. Maybe, maybe because I play Game and Watch and Smash, that I think it's tight. <laughs> okay, I'm, I believe that. I do that for. I think it's tight for history reasons because I know <laughs> where all the moves come from now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when I scorch you, I, I know that it's from this game. I know it's from mm-hmm. Chef. <laughs> yeah. You unlock the memory, Ruben, because I had the Disney plug and play. It had the uh, Lilo and Stitch game, uh, Aladdin hey. game. Uh, Lion King game, and let me check. There was one more. Two Lion King games, actually. Yeah, and a Donald Duck one. I think I played the Donald Duck one the most because I think the Donald Duck one was, uh, was, yeah, it was golf. Oh, yeah. I think the Shrek one I, I played the most was also golf. <laughs> Plug and play golf. I don't, know what, undefeated. I don't know what it is in, like, kids playing mini golf, and it's, like, the best thing in the world to them, but. It's so addicting. It's so addicting. Man, that's a good pick, Ruben. Oh. <laughs> So, Ruben, let me ask you this. Did you ever play of the, any of the other Star Wars ones, or was it only that one? Uh, for the Puggle Plays? Yeah. I only had the Darth Vader. I was never able to get any of the other ones uh, because my parents know, never bought them for me. Do you know about the lightsaber one? Uh, excuse me? <laughs> so, there is one that – this is one that I had. Ooh. And I don't know if you remember. I can't remember the name of it, but where – in, a, in the very first Star Wars, where they're um, training Luke, and it has the little droid that kind of shoots at him. So yeah. it's that thing. And they plug that in. You plug that into your TV, and it has a camera on it. So it's motion detected. This. this is early motion detection. Oh. And it's that tiny little plastic blue lightsaber. I see. I and know. And I yeah. remember how janky that felt. Because I swear I was god tier at that game but at the same time i'm like this is not recognizing my moves it doesn't understand how good i am at this it doesn't, it doesn't understand that i'm a jedi master right now what's going on exactly <laughs> i could fight darth vader right now darth maul come on i got you <laughs> right now I, I i do i see i see it and yes 100 no i never had that one i wish i did oh, I, 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 my you, neighbor you had it only it. way i could try it it was decent it's all for like fifty cent. Don't say decent. They sell for fifty bucks. They sell for fifty bucks now. Jesus. Oh, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the plug and play Spider Man one. That one. Uh, that design is bad. Oh, oh no. That's just a spider penis. That's a spider penis. That's exactly what that is. That's that's, yep. It can't um, be. Nope. Hey, you guys are you guys are tripping. It's not that bad. Hang on, let me check. Hey yo. <laughs> okay. Alvin, all right. Pause. Look, all right. In general chat, there's this one. If you're looking at the other one, if mm-hmm. you're 
This is the one. Nah. Oh, nah, I'm out. Yay. Nah, nah. They're all bad. <laughs> yeah, they're all pretty I'm bad, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, have you guys seen the other plug-and-play controller for Spider-Man? It's, the the it, Venom one? Or... Yeah. No, the, the one where Spider-Man's just in the middle and he's, like, web-shooting towards your crotch. Oh, my God. Moving on. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, yep. <yeah. laughs> oh, I see it! I see it! <laughs> I'm going to have to add bleeps for the YouTube version now. Yeah. These are visual gags that the audience will not get to fully appreciate. Google yeah. this on your own. Yeah. On your own. You will get, you'll get some joy from it. You'll get some entertainment out of it. Yeah. No, 100%. Before they keep digging into the hole of madness. Yeah, we should probably yes, move Calvin, on. Calvin on if I may. I love it, but if I may. Um, I was gonna pick between it. It was a toss up between two games, but this game, I like it hit me right now like a ton of bricks. So I wanted to see if anyone else has ever heard of it. I don't know if anyone else has ever heard of it. Anyone play this game on the Xbox called Mad Dash? A Mad Dash Racing. No, uh, I don't I don't know that one. I think I've heard of it, but I've never played it. Okay. Yeah, I've never played it, but I do. I've I have heard of it. Okay. So this was one of those games, like, my mom, really solid mom, right? You know what I'm saying? Good mom. Did good mom things. Does good mom things. But this I don't see what solid and not liquid or gas. Yes. <laughs> this, this, is, uh, this is when, like, I was an only child slash getting ready to, like, my sister was barely being born. You know what I mean? I was able to get a lot of things. I got the Xbox Day 1 launch, and I got Halo Combat Evolved and the other games that came out with it. But there was one throwaway game that came on later in life that was called Mad Dash Racing. Mad Dash Racing is weird. I don't know how else to explain it. I don't know how else to get into it. But look it up on YouTube. Look up some of the gameplay. Look up some of like the uh, like the opening cutscenes and stuff like that. Mad Dash Racing is a foot racing game it's not like what you think it's not like in cars and stuff like that what it is is it's foot racing so people are running through the map they're trying to collect these green comets or these red uh meteorite pieces to uh what is it called to pretty much please the scientist who's trying to take over the world he's trying to take over the world but in order to take over the world he needs these red meteorites he is having trouble collecting them so he tricks everyone to racing but in order to win the race you have to collect a certain amount of meteorites the maps were interesting the shortcuts were entertaining because there was certain things you had to do to unlock the shortcuts mid-race so you'd have to like either like hit a switch or like run in certain positions and stuff like that and they had grinding on rails two feet grinding on rails like sonic or no excuse me oh, this is sonic r i'm watching gameplay of it totally <laughs> sonic r you see it <laughs> Bro, this is a trippy yeah. experience and it's, to watch. It's really, it was really entertaining for its time. I yeah. played that game till cool. it broke, and it was such a, like, unheard of one. Like, I don't know if it was wanted or anything like that, but I couldn't find another copy of it for the rest of my life. Still haven't been able to. I could probably now if I want to, but I don't have an Xbox to just Mad Dash Racing. So, yeah. I got some so other weird. heat in store for oh, this. Cool. This segment here, this this season, I got some heat in store. I could Jade Empire, but I'm saving Jade Empire, Ruben. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, Mad Dash Racing. Look up Mad yeah. Dash Racing, and if you get a chance, look up Jade Empire. I, I was thinking for a second, you were gonna say, yeah, I got this Xbox service, this garbage game called Halo, but then the real <laughs> stuff was Mad Dash Racing. 
Oh my god. That's where it really so shined. This, so I got this old-fashioned game called Frog Frick. <laughs> oh no. I'll, I'll say that that deserves its own segment one day. You know. Yeah. That's don't don't be. don't worry. I'll. Yeah. I'll, we can't spoil them on, on Frog Fractions. You can't spoil <laughs> me on it either because I ain't playing it. <laughs> yes, you will. That's only a matter of time. Oh boy. I hate that he's right. With the music in this game is just, it's so good. In Mad Dash Racing? Yeah, I'm, it's like, so I'm watching somebody play it and I'm hearing that music and it's just, God, that's real good. And it's so early 2000s, like, young kid humor. Mm -hmm. Like, you find it funny back then. Because, like, I guess, like, one thing I remember is, like, the scientists trying to convince all these characters and, like, there's some random dude eating glue. And, like, <laughs> he's he's trying to convince all these characters and he's, like, saying something about a pig and everyone's mind is so one track so they hear pig and they're like i want to win this pig and then like he tries to get everyone back to like thinking about the meteorites and how to win the race and the dude who's eating the glue i think this is like my recollection i, the, I could I be wrong i see the glue man i see the dude eating the glue yeah the game he, he, he raises he raises his hand and he goes game i so feel it there's at least I, two fart jokes in this i bet you said what I bet there's at least one fart joke in this game. Oh, no, definitely. So he uh, ra yeah. he raises his hand and he's like, so uh, when I win this race and I get this uh, pig or whatever, and the, the scientist snaps, he's, there is no pig. And he just goes in. Like, it was, it was a good game for its time. It was really fun, really entertaining. Go watch some gameplay if you get the chance. And if you find something or are a retro collector, go ahead and pick up that game because it's fun. Also... Share in the chat, share in the comments below in the YouTube video that's being posted what your favorite retro game was from back in your childhood. We have many times to, you know, post this, these options because we have plenty of time to do this segment. So, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Does anyone have anything else to say about any of these games that we talked about before we finish things off? No, I think I'm good. I'm good. All right. Yeah, I'm good, too. Just that Mad Dash Racing looks like a trip. Yeah, we'll oh. buy an emulator. Yeah, we gotta oh. buy an emulator and try to figure out Ooh. how to play Mad Dash Racing now. That I just realized I left out part of my story where on the emulator all the games were like bootleg versions yep. of those games. I didn't oh, mention that. No. But I, I, I so like I, I I yeah, it's it is assumed when you like so like the Mario game, it was two bears. So like uh. player one was like a brown bear and player two was a panda bear. Um that sounds better. What are you talking about? It low key is improvement. Um, there's a plane um, shooting game called uh, 1942. Uh, However, um, on the <laughs> emulator, it was called 1492. All right. <laughs> well known for their planes back then. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So that's I do know 1942 though. That one is a fun one. Uh, yeah, 1492 is even better, my guy. You know, that's the that's the real one. They could have gone 1924 and they would have just saved a whole lot of trouble. Like, no, 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 no. 1492. 1492, though. That's the that's where they went with that. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, I think it's time to uh wrap up the first uh episode of the season. All right, everybody, ready to close out? Oh, you know I am. All right. Well, really quick, my name is Streams. But I gotta stop doing that i'll get used to it my name is ryuk and this is our closing thoughts for your invite oops wrong song what the hell am i doing 
Um, actually, yeah. Wait, that theme song was a uh, copyright or not copyrighted? That theme song was a uh, one of those songs on Spotify, wasn't it, Ruben? It's one. I think so. Ooh, we're gonna have to fix that. I think Ruben should. Free yeah, Ruben should just freestyle right now. Do you think it'll be safe to use that one, Ruben, or you want to not risk it the biscuit? Mm, we don't have to. I mean. We can do it for like for next. I mean, I have there are plenty of songs we have in the back we can use for, like in in the back office we can use for, and out to I can make something else. Yeah, we could definitely figure it out. All right, so we'll do it like this. Look, thank you all so so much for coming through to the first episode of the third season of Yo Invite, the podcast for all things geek. It was a fun one. It was an entertaining one. I enjoyed myself. I hope our guests enjoyed themselves. Ruben, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I'm glad to be back in the seat, of course. I'm glad to be back having fun. I'm glad to be back talking about all things pushing the culture forward. Um, we're in it for the long haul, and this is only the beginning. I want to open up the floor to our guest. Please feel free to say what you like, your two cents. Let us know if you enjoyed the show. Let the viewers know if there's anything you would like to tell them. Uh, talk about your experience. Talk about anything you would like to say plug anything that you would like to plug if you got any content that you would like to let them know let them know but for now the floor is yours dankins daniel whoever wants to go first please go first Dankins, you want to go first yeah sure i'll, I'll, I'll go ahead uh you know I, I ain't got nothing to plug but always love coming here on the podcast so it's always, it's always a fun time just hanging out and it's real here you know it's not like you're just putting on some personalities for, you know, a couple hours. It's like, no, nah, we're talking about what we really like, what we enjoy. Coming out with some fun, fun segments. Got, got some nice chat. So, yeah, I really like it here. Thanks for having me again. I, I really appreciate it. It's always an honor to have Dinkins and make this podcast Modank. Appreciate you, sir. Always good seeing you. Always good hearing from you. Daniel? Thank you for being oh, here, sir. Man, it was, was it was a lot of fun to be here. I, I really enjoyed it. It was different from what I expected. I mean, it's like, even though I've watched I I, I don't know why my brain was like, eh, it's going to be something a little different. No, it's, it's, it's what I expected, but not what I expected all at the same time. And I, I loved it. It was a lot of fun being able to just talk and chat with you guys and be able to really discuss these things. Yeah, it was dope having you on. Uh, would you recommend your invite to your friends and family? No, I'm just kidding, but. Absolutely. One out of ten. Mm -hmm. One out of ten. We'll send you the text <laughs> survey. Reply stop to cancel. <laughs> but thank you for being on, bro. We know it takes a lot to like step out of your comfort zone and you know do something like this. So we appreciate you being on. We appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hopefully this isn't the last time. Many more times to come. I'm sure it will be. Definitely. Thank you guys. Uh Ruben, you wanna go next or you want me to go next? Yeah, you can go. All right. So, oh, that's right. All right. So, <laughs> check this out. I no. I think you should. I think Ruben should go now. I think he nope. should go now. No, 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 no. We don't. We don't gotta let him. We don't gotta let him every nah, time. Nah, nah, right? Yes, we do. So, uh, I'll look into the camera for this one. I was gonna zoom in on myself, but I want it to be equal. So I'm gonna stay on the same playing field as everybody else. Thank you all for tuning in to season three, episode one of yo invite dungeons and daniels i couldn't have done it with any without anyone here on the screen you see ruben it's always a pleasure to work with you my friend it's always fun i'm glad we have this podcast still going i'm glad we are still working on this podcast 
it's a lot of bumps in the road to like make content it's not easy making content but i think for like two guys who are just trying to have fun and do our best we're doing good but i think when we actually when i kick myself in gear it's going to be way better oh yeah yeah so with that being said thank you i'm hungry i love you all i'm going to be uploading for you all and i will see you all next sunday for next episode of the podcast for all things geek yo invite oh and really quick if you have the chance make sure to share all of our social media platforms you see them right here in the video version and yeah make sure to go like and subscribe to the youtube channel and share at least a screenshot or something on one of the other social media platforms we love you all we thank you all and we'll see you all next sunday at 7 30 p.m new time new channels same guys ruben screw it all up let's go you know the you know the routine let's do it all right so my chiropractor and i got into a terrible fight in the middle of my neck treatment now i have to spend the rest of my life looking over my shoulder all right i'm out i'm done no no dude come on really really that was so bad that was the best so bad that's how you it start was. it. That actually is the best he could come up with. That's it really how you was. start it. Oh man, a whole season. Garbage. <laughs> Gar- and- well, that's how we're starting this off. Huh? That's how we're starting oh, off. Yes. Oh my god. It only goes worse. up from here. For it those of you who are it, it new, this is in that. for the long down. haul. This will keep happening. It goes down only. <sighs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. <laughs>